Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. The true gospel with the idea of circumcision and uh, following the law. Like you would now become spiritual and or be followers of Christ if you did this, this, and this. Rather than what Paul said originally, uh, the gospel uh, according to Jesus Christ. And um, so as we read these verses, just kind of go a little deeper into them, think about how there's always a divine contrast in, in our lives. There's a divine contrast. And um, what I mean by contrast is there's always something that's opposing something else, right? Um, so we hear in these verses, we're going to learn about the contrast of grace versus religion. Uh, he talks about another gospel, which we'll talk about later, but there's always a contrast where, uh, where God in his gospel says that our faith is a gift, where the contrast of a gift is works. So in, Gal in the book of Galatians, we're going to see a lot of contrasts. And the question for us is, which side of the contrast do we live on? Do we live on the, on the side of Christ and Christ and, and the gift that he has given, as we see here in verse 3, he gave, him, he gave his full self to heal our full self, right? Or are we living on the man's side of the contrast, which is religion, which is self-orientation and self-occupation. And um, so just before I, I read this, um, I just look at this one just look at the, the words here that actually the Greek brings out very clearly. And um, personally, I haven't looked at this verse in a long time, but it was really fresh for me. It says, Paul, an apostle. And then immediately, immediately the contrast is this. Not from men, nor through man. Mm. Has nothing to do with the agency or uh, anything to do with the production of man. Paul is saying, I am a follower and minister of Christ because of the work of Christ. And that might seem simple, but look, look how he develops it. He says, not from man, like it did not come from man. It did not go through man, which means it wasn't voted on or went through this whole uh, democratic thing it was <laughs> it was something obsolete for man it was something transcendent for man it was through Jesus Christ now this word through is a big is a big word because it literally means that it has to go through or has to enter past and get God's approval if we could say it's almost like going on a military base my dad when he was working uh, we would visit him on his military base for the Navy, and you had to go through all these checkpoints. This is what he's saying here is this was literally, he's called a follower and leader and eyewitness of Christ because Jesus approved him. And then he goes a step further, and, the, and God the Father, which is one, it's one thing to say, we know the Trinity is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit, right? God the Father was the was the originator and creator of the plan right god the son was the executor of the plan right 
and the Holy Spirit was the fulfiller of the plan, right? So he's saying it's one thing for Jesus to approve it, but it's a whole other thing when God the Father, the Creator, says, this is a product of my grace. Paul is a product of, of my grace. Like you and I are products and have gone through Jesus Christ uh, and are approved of God. And then he kind of makes an he kind of then makes a statement who raised him from the dead and all the brethren who are with me so he and I want to show you something interesting about that like why would Paul refer to God the Father raising Jesus Christ well it's a picture of all power it's a picture of all power and all authority so Jesus is saying the only thing I did on earth was I declared the word of my father so here Paul is saying, not only did he declare it, but now he's showing that his all power was from his Father. So he's saying here that I was not approved of man, right? But I was approved and, 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 um, and stated by, by Jesus, and I was confirmed of the Father, okay? Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. So it's kind of a big thing because Paul is saying, I am not here of my own accord. I, have, I am not here in my own name. I'm not here in my own authority. I'm not here in any other authority than Jesus Christ, and then even more than that, God the Father. And then the Holy Spirit is in him. So it's, a, so it's kind of like an amazing picture of the, of the Trinity, right? God says, I've created you with a purpose. Jesus said, I fulfilled that purpose by walking it out in front of you, and the Holy Spirit is the energy or the action of that. Let me show you what I mean a little a little clearer. Um, uh, let's look at First uh, Thessalonians two for a minute. So I was recently in Atlanta, and something really struck me <clears throat> uh, when I was there. Um, and what struck me is, you know, when you're soul winning and sharing your faith, isn't it an awesome thing? Mm -hmm. If you haven't done it. Uh, I just really encourage you, uh, like I'm always scared, I'm a little nervous because I'm always a little self-conscious, but if, if, I, if, I can just, if I can just not think about myself, I'm okay. <laughs> and I like to have a little fun with people, like I was in Home Depot recently and buying some paint, and uh, I, I put the paint cans down at the register and the lady's like uh, looking at me, she's ringing it up, I said, Said, this paint is going to cover a multitude of sins. <laughs> and she starts laughing, and I, and I go, and I could tell she was a believer because she started to refer to, you know, forgiveness. And I said, thank God that, that we are forgiven and our sin is no longer in the front view of Christ. So we had a great exchange. Um, so sharing our faith is not like I have to win that person to Christ, right? But it's like Joe. It's like Joe... You share a truth, you share a principle, you live it out, and ultimately you're loving the person in front of you, right? You're just, that's, that's what you're doing. Like one writer, he says that uh, evangelism is like one beggar showing another beggar where the food is. Mm. Isn't that good? I love that, and maybe you've heard that before. And it's like, it's like listen, I gotta tell you and show you something that's changed my life. And maybe that's through testimony, maybe that's through a current event. Um, COVID, I think, was an excellent environment to kind of really catch people and encourage people and comfort people. Mm. But look at 1 Thessalonians uh, 
<clears throat> why, why do I bring this up is because uh, really, like I love what Daniel said, we're holding the living word, right? We're holding the living word. The spoken word is what we're sharing tonight, right? And um, we're seeing that this is not a work of man. And Paul refers to this in 1 Thessalonians 2.13. And, and, and this is a good reminder for us that when you and I read a promise or when you and I think about the Lord, it, there is so much authority in it. Not in us, but in, in the truth of the promise, right? Um, and this is what he says here. Verse 13, for this reason also we thank God without ceasing because you received the word of God which you heard from us and you welcomed it. And here's the key. Not as the word of men, right? Yeah. But as it is in truth, Aletheia, the absolute truth of God. Mm. The word of God which, is effect, which also effectively uh, works in you who believe. So, so think about that for a minute. Absolute truth. All right. Which verse was that? I'm sorry. This is First Thessalonians two thirteen. And fourteen. <coughs> thirteen in particular. Yeah. But absolute truth. I've been studying it this week. Absolute truth means it's true at all times. Right. Mm-hmm. It's true at all times. Jesus loves me at all times. Because it's based in Jesus. And Paul is saying, listen, even before I dive in and start rebuking you, Galatians, I want you to know it is, it is the contrast is the power of my ministry is not in me. It's in Christ. It's in the words that I'm about to share with you. Isn't that amazing? So the word is effectively working. So, so let's think about this. So absolute truth is true absolutely. And it absolutely changes us, right? So if I feel a certain way, it doesn't affect absolute truth. Hallelujah. If I do something contrary to truth, it does not change truth. Amen. Let's say in Romans 3, 3, I don't even believe mm-hmm. the truth. Right. It says that it doesn't diminish the power and authority of truth in Romans 3, 3. Hallelujah. So Paul is saying, I want you to know that everything I... Everything I am and everything I'm going to say and everything I'm going to do is from the Lord. And this is how the Thessalonians also received it. He's like, because we as natural people, we can be critical, compare, compare. We can kind of look at things and say, you know, uh, I don't know if that really is. Uh, I don't know if we can kind of analyze it and kind of dismiss it. Mm-hmm. And he commended them and said, listen. Thank you for receiving it, not as a word of man, right? But as, a, as an absolute uh, truth of God. Can I share something with you real quick? Because it's like, I feel like I'm like being pushed to tell you this. Today I was in, uh, online on a group and like Facebook. It's one of my Bible study groups. And there was a person that shared on there and wrote in um, about if the Bible, asking if the Bible is all all of it, the word of God, because it was written by so many different men, and like, I can't remember exactly what I said back, but like, what everything that you're talking about right now answers that question, like, completely, and awesome. specifically, wow. and I did reply with something 
about talking about how God's word and wisdom is everything in this book, and it was as true back then as it is now, as it will be forever. Good job. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Just everything Good job. Reminds me of Good. Exactly. That's it. Wow. Uh, well, good, excellent. A good, a good verse that maybe helps us with that is First Timothy three sixteen, right? Uh, maybe someone can look at that verse, and we'll look at that in a minute. That'll actually help us. Uh, so, First Timothy three sixteen. Maybe someone could read that. But I want to, I want to just kind of make this uh, really kind of this obvious point today that that the the absolute truth of who God is is something that cannot be contended or disqualified or diminished by me or you or by, um, or cannot be contaminated because the true gospel is true all the time. And so the importance for us is to learn the clear message of who Christ is and to, and to master the pure gospel because there is so many contaminants, there's so many dilutions, there's so many um, skewedness from the pure gospel because religion, religion is man's interpretation of absolute truth. Mm-hmm. I, I just think about that for a minute. Man, so immediately it's broken because it starts with man, right? Anything that starts with me is broken, right? So Paul is saying, listen, we're not starting with me. We're starting with Christ. And to interpret absolute truth, immediately it's going to be presumption. Immediately it's going to be off. What is the one thing that interprets absolute truth? Absolute truth. Right? So just like a banker would work with um, monies and to identify counterfeit money, how do they identify counterfeit money? Using the real one. Using the real one, right? Mm-hmm. You reuse it. You're familiar with it. You're you're looking at it. You get the purple lights or those neon lights, and then when you touch the counterfeit, what happens immediately? It's it's atten- you're attentive to something different, and this is what Paul is will go on to say here. But but I think the the starting point of Paul is really important. Like, what is our starting point? Our starting point is this: Jesus plus nothing that's the true gospel if I move from the central point of Jesus Christ then I have lost authority I've lost my 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 um, I've lost absolute truth and this is why he's making it a point that to the Galatians Galatians he said listen I'm not here on any other accord except to represent Jesus Christ and I'll tell you that's the ministry we have that's the ministry you have to a dying sister in the Lord that you're representing Christ to her and loving her and just letting her know the true nature of who God is uh, so let's look at Romans 8 real quick and and I didn't forget to, uh, Timothy who's in Timothy I'm, I'm there okay you want to read that verse yeah, and then the other ones we can look at Romans 8 3 yeah second Timothy 316 yep all scripture is God breathed the word inspiration means God breathed. All scripture is God breathed. And profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction, and righteousness. Yeah. All right. This is the amplified version. Go ahead. Can you read that. 
uh, and great, we confess, is the mystery, the hidden truth of godliness. He, Jesus Christ, who was revealed in human, in human flesh, was justified and vindicated in the spirit, seen by angels, preached among the nations, and believed, believed on in the world, taken up in glory. That's First Timothy three sixteen, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He's in first. But they're both. That's second. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. They're both great verses. Yeah. yeah that was pretty good. So First Timothy wow. three sixteen. <laughs> and Pastor Sturge had his own message. Second Timothy three sixteen. No, I'm just teasing. You. <laughs> All right. Sorry. No, that was great. All right. So let's look together back at Romans eight. Those are those are great verses. So again, um, I want you only to see one thing tonight. And that's Jesus, right? That's all we want, right? Because when man puts their grubby hands on it, guess what happens? It's messy. It's messy. People get hurt. Uh, things get misrepresented, right? Look at Romans 8, Romans 8, 3, very clearly. For what the law could not do. I love that statement. Like, where did the law came from? Well, it came from God to Moses in a time where it was a, it was the basis of relationship, right? But in Hebrews 7, who fulfilled the law? Christ. Christ. So the basis of our relationship, and I love the book of Hebrews, it's all about Jesus being the new basis of our relationship, the new, the new central point. It, I, one person illustrated it like this. The law is like a mirror, right? And you got dirt on your face, right? There you are. You can see the dirt, right? But you can't clean your face with a mirror. You can only see it, right? But grace is that agent of cleansing, right? Grace comes in and takes care of the dirt, right? You can try to wipe your face with a mirror, but that's not going to work, right? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like the law magnifies what's wrong, right? Man magnifies what's wrong. Religion. So I'll just say this. So I was on the streets of Atlanta, and I was really provoked, actually, uh, I was really provoked uh, just by um, by religion, actually. And we've we've traveled all around the world, ministered in a lot of cities, and I'm sure you've seen this too. But for some reason, <coughs> I just thought religion is such um, re religion defines man in their sin. That's what religion does. It defines man in their sin. It relates to man in their sin. And you have to change to be accepted, right? God has, that has nothing to do with God. What does God do? God comes and loves the sinner out of his sin. He's a friend of sinner, friend of sinners. He's one that is ministering to the heart. And I was talking with this, this, this one man, and, um, and this man was a mess. He was a man dressed up as a woman. I mean, the whole nine, dress, lipstick, the whole thing and the Holy Spirit told me to go talk to them and and I didn't care about that I, I don't I don't care about that I just want God says go and talk just minister so I was with another brother and we just began to really talk to this man and, and tell him who he is in Christ who he is in the image that he was made to be and I found out this kid was a preacher's kid oh, wow. and a product of legalism and he was destroyed mm -hmm obviously, because he was just in a, in a horrible mess. And, um, and as we ministered the gospel to him, 
people that were walking by on the street, I wish I could show you their faces. Mm -hmm. Looking at me, looking at him, looking at me, and like, what are you doing? Why are you wasting your time? And I thought, the pure gospel is, no, I don't condone what this man is doing, but I'm going to be there as a, me as a messenger of Christ to tell him that his life doesn't have to be like that, and that his wounds can be healed, that his mm -hmm. emotional trauma can be healed. So this thought about religion, it's very subtle. If it starts with me, it's religious. And Paul's saying, I'm not religious. If it starts with Christ, there's a ministry. And I challenge us tonight because I find myself being religious. I do. Because I might, and we all, if we're honest, we are religious. And maybe we're even legalistic. But the point of this, if we start with Jesus, with no strings attached, Jesus plus nothing, it equals everything. And then there's healing, then there's transformation, and then there's life. Okay, let me show you something. Isn't that good? Profound, actually. Yeah. Well, right, we're writing a book about it. Yeah, oh, I don't know. Another, another we're book. Reading one anyway. That's it. <laughs> we're reading one anyway. <laughs> yes. Okay, who wants to read Romans 8 3? Uh, da, 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 da. 8 3 and 4. Yeah, Dave, go ahead. For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. On account of sin, condemn sin in the flesh, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according according to the Spirit. Mm -hmm. Wow. Beautiful. It's good wow. stuff. Wow. Okay. So the, we, the, the law was weak, and God sent his own son. Imagine that. How many dads do we have here? I don't know about you, I don't know if I could send my own son, right? But that's how deep love is, right? He sent his own son. That's how much he cares about you, and that's how much he is serious about saving us. All right, we'll move on here just a little bit, and then we'll close, because this is very rich, as you can see. Um, so, our starting point. That, that's a good question. How I start is typically how I'm going to end. So, you ever start a conversation and it's like all of a sudden you're like, oh no, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I should have done that. And can we just erase this? And our starting point. It's like so, Paul is saying, I'm starting with Christ. That's why it's so valuable to be quick to hear and slow to speak, right? James chapter 3. It's so valuable there. But notice what he says here in verse 3. So, he's establishing this. It's a work of God. It's a word of God. And it's not a work of man. That's why the church will never be defeated. The church that is a word of man will be defeated, but a church that's a word of God will not be defeated. A believer will be defeated if it's, if it's his word or my word. But if it's God's word, they'll never be defeated. Amen. No weapon formed against you will Prosper. Not prosper. Why? Because it's not you that is the the core of it. It's Christ. All right. How you doing? You good for another minute or two? We all right? Mm -hmm. It's rich, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we could go on longer about this, but so the contrast, right? The contrast is so. 
Like I was contrasting the difference between the New Testament church and the present day church. It's interesting. I wrote down some interesting contrasts. You never see the word safety in the New Testament church. Mm. You see the you see the word danger a lot, right? Mm. Anyway, I, I I'll save myself on that one. But the contrast of the new the New Testament church in Acts chapter two versus the church today it's strikingly different, right? They were dedicated to prayer and to the word, and then in this day and age. There's a lot, and this is not a, a, a cast on any church, but events. You see a lot of events. You see a lot of show, right? But the the Old Testament, the the New Testament was was in persecution, mm. and today the churches are in prosperity. So there's contrast. Mm. Which side of the con, which side of the contrast do we want to live on? But anyway, I want to close with this: grace to you. Isn't that good? That's a beautiful word. It would take us a millennium to, to even understand that, right? Grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Again, he's talking about the Father. He said, I'm, I'm going to the highest authority here. I'm not representing anything. Who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil age according to the will of our of our God and Father to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So I just want to look at one verse on that uh, and then we can open it up next time. But Acts 2.24 Acts 2.24 So he gave himself. Isn't that good? He gave himself. He didn't hesitate, right? So think about the promises of God. They start with God and they end with God. Where am I? Where am I in that equation? I'm the recipient of it. You're the recipient of it, right? Starts with God. He's at the beginning. He's in the middle. He's the end. He's the alpha. And he's the omega, right? But if it starts with me, that promise won't go more than 10 minutes, right? Because we see how history, God had a plan. Man messed it up. God rescued man. Huh. That's about the whole Bible, right? God had, a, God had a plan. Yep. Man shows up, messes it up. Yep. God rescues man. God loves man, right? All right, who wants to read Acts 2.24? Is that the right verse? Yes. Whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holding of it. Hmm. Yes. Can you read that one more time, please? Whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holding of it. Okay, good. Loosen the pains of death. Isn't that good? Yes. So he, he conquered the last foe, right? Death. And he crucified and dealt with our sin. So today we have a new starting point, right? Our starting point is isn't be good and maybe God will God will accept you. No, today our starting point is we are accepted by God, and therefore we are um, we do. Well, I got to show you one more verse, Ephesians one six. Okay. So think about it. Our starting point. Our starting point. Um, 
I'm sure, I'm sure, Rob, you've been on the job and, and you've been in a sticking point and correct me if I'm wrong, but you maybe have to refer to your boss, right, to say, listen, this word and this action is from my boss. It's don't shoot the messenger, right? Have you ever had to do that before? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You have to go up, right? And this is what Paul's doing. Paul is going up. He's saying, my authority and my power is not based in anything else except Jesus Christ and the resurrection and the, and the uh, abolishment of sin. All right, look at verse 6. So our starting point today is a starting point of grace. Mm-hmm. It's grace. And this is what, who wants to read 1-6? Um, uh, whoever, oh, Joe, go ahead. To the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, no, no, notice the wording there. The wording is really important, right? Glory. To the praise of the glory of his grace, right? This is like a, a manifestation of his glory. And then notice these next four, these next five words. What are the next five words? By which he made. In by, yeah, by which we have redemption. It says here. Still sorry. in six. Oh, still in six. Yep. What was the last word? Uh, I just Grace. lost. Grace. By Grace. which he oh, made us. Made us. Again, there it is. He made us. This is his idea. This is his plan. It's like the architect. He's building a house. There's a plan. There's a there's a super plan, right? He made us accepted. So our starting point today isn't do and be accepted. Be be, be you know follow all the rules, uh, and then then you'll have some sort of maybe you'll be in heaven one day. No, no. Today it starts with Christ accepting him. And then all of a sudden, he accepts us. The Father accepts mm. us. Mm. And what happens? Now, now, now our starting point is Christ. So if we sin, our starting point is forgive. There's a provision for my sin, right? I don't have to live in sin, right? Let's say my enemy. Love my enemy. What's, what's the starting point for my enemy? Correct him. Yell at him. React to him. No, no. The pure gospel says serve him minister to him as Christ did to us as we were enemies of the cross right Mm -hmm. Ephesians chapter 2 we were dead in sin and then Christ came and gave himself for us so this is an awesome thought here just as as we look in these divine contrasts and say Lord I want to be I want to be at the right starting place right Mm -hmm. it's the worst thing to you ever done this in your Google Maps put in the wrong address I did come home today. <laughs> okay. I did. Like, It'll take you where you can put the wrong address in. That's where it's yeah. going to take you. Yeah. But don't you love right? GPS, though? Yeah. So, so mm-hmm. what, what's the question GPS always asks you? Your location. Your location, exactly. So today our location is grace. Our location is Christ. Mm-hmm. Our location is everything that he has done for mm-hmm. me. And if we start with him and learn of him, and then we begin to celebrate in verse 3 what he's done for us, which we'll go into next time, then, wow, we have the power from on high, right? We have the joy from on high. 
Dunamis, right? Dunamis, yes. Dunamis. <laughs> Amen. We can talk about these things. Don't you like Galatians already? Yeah. 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 Like it, I, I find it interesting that in uh, from 1 to 3, it's like the introduction of Paul, Paul and the apostle of Christ. But I find it interesting where he says, uh, by Christ Jesus and his father who raised him from the dead. And then he goes on to say, and also the brethren. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? But he's talking about himself mm. in, in Galatians. He's also talking about Christ. But he's talking about the authority that he has in Christ from Christ. Yes. And I think where references. Uh... Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.